Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. Hey, okay, in-season tournament quarterfinal. Phoenix Suns against the Los Angeles Lakers. Right, you know them, right? Those Lakers, we were 0-2 against them thus far this season. Well, some uh, the Suns dug their own grave in this one. And I will bitch about the officiating in this game down the stretch. Just some bad officiating. One team being allowed to play physical, the other not. That kind of stuff. But know that, at least in my perception, Matthew, the Suns did this to themselves. You turn over the ball 22 fucking times, you deserve what you get. You definitely do. Uh, Physical game today, so it was fun to watch. Um, But yeah, the Suns, they just cost themselves the victory. That's it. We'll go into the last play, for sure, about that timeout. The ball sure. swimming on the floor, or what about the uh, take foul? You know, the take foul. You know, it's like they didn't call anything on that rebound where the Suns looked like they were kind of fouling the Lakers on that rebound, and then they did call that one. But Booker did get the layup the next play, so if they didn't score the next play, that would have sucked because that was a take foul and KD was wide open for a dunk. So great. I mean, playoff basketball, right? I'm kind of heartbroken, like a playoff game. I that's how I feel. Well, that, that that was going to bring me to my my first Matthew. I got to ask question: Is how do you feel with the in season tournament? So we'll get there. All right, we'll get, get there. Let's get there. Uh, and and this guy, yeah, did he says, "Hey man, didn't you say the Lakers suck?" I did, but you know what? We suck even worse when we play the Lakers, and we're going to get into that and much more on this edition of the Suns Jam Session podcast. So if you happen to be joining us along live, whether you're watching on Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, Twitch. Uh, Twitter, wherever you're watching. Thanks for hanging out. Thanks for uh, commiserating in our misery with us after our third loss to the Lakers this season uh, by a combined total of 11 points now, I believe it, what it is what it is. Uh, you know, again, it's just a team that matches up very well against us, maybe not other teams in the NBA, but definitely against the, the Phoenix Suns. So thanks for hanging out with us. Make sure you follow me at Darth Voida on Twitter. Make sure you follow Matthew. At Matthew Lewis. And, of course, read all of our writing at brightsideofthesun.com, the best place to get true opinions about the Phoenix Suns. In fact, one of the reasons we're starting this just a little bit later than normal is I was covering the game on behalf of Brightside. And this is the title. If you could title this game, right? Like, you know what it's like. You know, it's like Sun versus Lakers, final score. And then you put in that kind of headline, that tagline that goes Mm -hmm. on Brightside of the Sun. What would you have written? Bronze over brains. Like LeBron's? Yeah. It's pretty good. Although brains. Because <laughs> we 22 turnovers. No brains, bro. No brains, bro. Uh, I put Suns versus Lakers final score. Questionable officiating late. Hands Lakers 103-106 win in IST quarterfinal. And it's a picture of, an, of one of the officials from the game. <laughs> <laughs> so... Uh, on, on that <laughs> note, Jamsters, uh, crack them if you got them. Are you drinking anything, Matthew? No, not tonight. You only drink when Suns Geek's on. You take THC true, huh? 
when Suns get you put THC in your Pepsi when Suns Geeks on. Yeah. The next one I tune in for five seconds, you're popping a Budweiser. <laughs> I'm on the podcast. Yeah. Two small boys of Budweiser. I come on the pod and you're like, yeah, I'm doing modern tonight. <laughs> I know. What the fuck is that about? I don't know. I'm sorry, dude. You just missed out. I'm going to have some Glenn Fittich scotch, okay? I'm going to go All with right. some 14-year scotch because I'm just in the mood. This is not a victory dance. There's no John Bloom hanging out with me right now. I'm just going to pour in some scotch there, you know, because it's it's one of those nights. It's one of them nights. It was probably too heavy a pour. Uh, but drink them if you got them, Suns fans. We need it. Your Phoenix Suns lose and are eliminated from the in-season tournament. They will not make the trip to the strip and will ultimately have to play the Sacramento Kings on Friday. Uh, but it brings me to my first question. Oi, Matty. Mate, I've got to ask. Matthew, I've got to ask. In-season tournament, it's December how did you now that the Suns have been eliminated from the tournament? How'd you feel about a the whole experience and the game tonight? Did it feel extra special or was this just another game in December to you? Yeah, it did. I, I mean, if it's a Lakers, of course you kind of get up for it, but since it's in season tournament, you want to experience Vegas, you want to go Vegas, come on, send that little gif after the game, <laughs> you know, get a few likes on it. That's what I was waiting for, but it didn't happen for the Suns. Um, I was totally into it. And after this loss, I'm just heartbroken, um, not just because of the officiating of the last call of the game, but because I want the Suns to experience it. I think that the way these teams played on the ground, it's fucking dirty. The the rest let them play physical, right? They really did most well, of the they, game. So they let, they let one of the teams play physical, that's for sure. I think it was even. I think it was straight even. I think that the rest just let them both play hard. Suns are... Not as big as these Lakers either, but they held in there. They made sure that their, their finesse game at the end kind of turned into a little bit more physical. So they kept up with the Lakers most of the second half. And I just, I think, man, this thing is working, dude. The in-season tournament definitely works. Obviously, I won't be watching probably the rest of the games, just like the playoffs, because the Suns aren't involved, so I'm not going to care as much. Uh, how much of the in-season tournament quarterfinals did you watch up to this point? There were three other games, obviously. You had the Bucks. Uh, defeating the Knicks earlier tonight. And then yesterday yeah. you had the Kings losing to the Pelicans and you had the Celtics losing to the Pacers. Did you watch any of those games? I did probably about 30 minutes each. Yeah. So I watched almost all of it last night. Uh, I didn't catch much of much of it tonight, which is a fun story. If we have time at the back end of the podcast to talk about. Uh, but I think the in-season tournament to this point has been a success. Uh, it felt like a playoff game just in my my stress levels, right? Like just as a fan watching the game, I wanted this one. I want one. It is the Lakers. You always want to beat the Lakers, but you add to the fact that it, there is a special element of, of having your team go to, in, to Las Vegas to be one of the final four. And that's something that you want. You want success for your team. So I was unbelievably engaged with this. I was unbelievably frustrated in the first half when we were down 12 points at halftime. Uh, I was, Excited when the Suns came out on a 14-0 run 
to open the second half to ultimately take the lead. Uh, I was watching with anticipation over every play throughout the remainder of the second half. And I'm frustrated at the end of the loss, not because we're now what 12 and nine and we're Oh, and three, you know, we, a third of our losses this season are to the Lakers. Like that fucking sucks. Okay. Period. Exclamation point. Because we have little brother syndrome when it comes to the Lakers. They're the team that's 300 miles to the West and they've got like 18, 17, something like that championships. We have zero. Uh, they like to remind us of that. Any chance you can, the same old sons, all that shit. I got Lakers fans in my life. They they let me know right after this. Shout out to Frank. Uh, but at the same time, this had a different feel to it. And I think that uh, this was a win for the NBA and Adam Silver to this point. I think that, again, it created a different level of excitement. We go right back to the regular season on Friday playing the Kings, uh, the team that lost to the Pelicans. Um, which I don't know is necessarily fair. Like we got an in-season tournament game, right? If we are the loser of the in-season tournament, in-season tournament, we shouldn't have to play another good team. They should give us like the fucking Pistons. You know what I'm saying? Like it's like okay, listen, you lost, but we looked at the schedule. The shittiest team is the Pistons. If you're one of the four teams that loses, you get one of the four shittiest teams uh, because of the high-level competition you just had you had to go through. Yeah, I think the weirdest thing is just playing again after this because to me it kind of feels like you kind of miss out on the playoffs, right? And now you got to come back and play a difficult team like the Kings. Um, but another reason why this is good, it kind of tests your team. Like who who can you rely on? Like the real the resiliency of this team, the guys that you can put in like crunch or clutch situations throughout the game, those guys stepped through or stepped up. They really did. And you can kind of feel that this early in the season, which I think is a good test. I think that's awesome to have this for that reason. I know it's only the four teams in each conference, but I'm thinking like if this works out, I feel like it's going to be kind of extended where they have like maybe five teams, one team has a buy or something or six yeah. teams next year. I feel like it'd be extended because everyone loves this. They're like, okay, only four teams. You're filling out your bracket. Takes you two seconds. That's not fun. So I bet <laughs> you they expand it. And uh, cause everyone posts their, their brackets and I'm just like, Okay, that's interesting. There's only two teams. I don't know. It's not that fun to look at. <laughs> well, yeah, I know, right? The like the TNT guys like filled up their bracket. You're like, wow, that wasn't really intense. <laughs> yeah. Uh, they're, they're like, hold on one second. All right, I'm done. You're like, hold right, on, done. man. Thanks. You, you didn't have to think <laughs> of any of it. Um, where do you want to start? Do you want to start with kind of the the things that the Suns did wrong, and ultimately they shouldn't have been put themselves in the situation? Or do you want to start off about officiating and work backwards? Uh, um, should we just do like the subreddit stakeout at the front end and then oh, go backwards? Get that out of the way. I we could talk about the rest if you want because that's the biggest thing the way this game ended. If you want to go ahead and go into that, yeah. So, I, I yeah, we'll, we'll talk about some of fish. And, and again, I'll preface this that we will talk on the rest of this podcast on all the errors that the Suns made. The Suns lost this game. Oh, there's yeah. no two ways about it. They, they lost this game when you allow the opposing team to have 27 more shot attempts than you do, that comes off of offensive rebounding. That comes off of turnovers. When you allow the opposition to have 27 more field goal attempts than you do, you shouldn't even be in the fucking game. But the Suns were in the game, okay? In that final two minutes, and it'll be so interesting to see that final two-minute report that the NBA puts out uh, every uh, the following day. Like, they're interviewing those officials right now and saying, yo, what happened in the final two minutes? And they they, they kind of explain themselves. Uh there was a, a clear and obvious, you know, the, the Suns are down, I think they're down one point at the time. It's like 102, or it was 102.99. Okay, Suns are down three. 
and they get a stop and Devin Booker gets the rebound and he, he turns and he starts to come up the, the, to the front court as Kevin Durant is streaking ahead of him and he's getting ready to pass him the ball and Cam Reddish who was hacking all night. All night, Ham Red, Cam Reddish, Ham Reddish, that's what he was. He's a fucking ham. Ham Reddish was hacking all night. He ended with four personal fouls. He could have been called for eight, but he fouls Devin Booker. Wasn't going for the ball. The typical, the, the, the definition of a take foul, when you just put your hand around the wrist out of frustration because he missed the rebound. The, they didn't even stop to look at it because on that play, it's a fast break dunk for Kevin Durant. And guess what? The Suns are within two right there. Okay, I believe that was the score. They don't even stop to do the take foul. Ends up, I think maybe they were down one. They were down by one because then um, stupid Austin Reeves hit that three to go four. Yeah, correct. Screamed like a little girl. Correct. Voice cracked all over the place. Yeah. He's like, ah. And uh, uh, so a little bit after that, again, same situation where the Suns are, uh, they're down two points. There's 11 seconds left in the game. The Lakers inbound the ball. And Devin Booker clearly had told the official, I'm not fouling. He and I, I think it was Kevin Durant on the play, uh, bum rush Austin Reeves, and he's fumbling the ball. And they and and they he actually loses possession of the ball. And guess what? Uh they called a timeout. <laughs> you know, like just think back to earlier in this season when the Suns lost to the Spurs and Kevin Durant like has the ball, he's getting bum rushed, he's getting hit in the face. They don't give the Suns the timeout. They they allow him to uh, be stripped of the ball. The turnover happens, and we lose in like the last second, right? In this case, mm-hmm. the, the Lakers player, Austin Reeves, doesn't have possession of the ball. Yet they give the Lakers bench the timeout, and the Suns had stolen the ball. And if they make that right there, they go up by one, or they at least tie the game. Again, I'd have to look back at my notes. Mm-hmm. Uh, my frustration, I just literally saw red. So just unbelievably poor officiating. At the end of this game, on the national spotlight, uh, I wasn't watching the TNT feed. Obviously, I was watching Eddie Johnson, who was losing his fucking mind, which was great to see, by the way, uh, on on what was going on. And again, I'll, I'll take it back to where uh, I started. Like, you, you don't put yourself in these situations. You, you hold on to the ball, and you're not going to be in these situations. You don't turn the ball over 27 times or 22 times. You don't allow so many offensive rebounds. I think it was 22 offensive rebounds or some shit like that. But at the same time, like, if it, you got to be better than that, man. Like, those are two clear and obvious things. <laughs> I know. And to only lose by three, it's just, you know, Lakers don't suck. But um, Prescott Mark was in Prescott a couple weekends ago. Maybe you were there. Prescott Cafe went to. Uh, takes Take fouls can occur in the last two minutes, he said. So I didn't know that. So I guess take fouls can occur in the last two minutes. Or they can't can or can? They can't. Why? I don't know. It's... Prescott Mark knows a dancer's no more than me. I don't know. I didn't know that was a thing. Well, I don't think that makes sense, but um, yeah, so there were the foul issues, right? I mean, Devin Booker getting manhandled like that by almost everybody on the team, but even Cam Reddish, just like really getting him in the headlock and just taking his headband off. You would think that would be enough to kind of have a review, maybe a technical foul on that. Yeah, maybe look a flagrant at one. That's a flagrant one. He just kind of drove him to the ground. Um, I thought, Today's game, it was playoff-ish, but I liked how the refs kind of let them all play. And the only reason I say that, and there were a few few plays here or there, 
KD gets manhandled, of course. He does constantly yeah. every game. He should be averaging like 15 free throws a game. Guys, are if you watch every replay with him having the ball in the perimeter, just holding the ball up and he gets double teamed, they're hacking at him so crazy. And he falls on the ground almost every possession today. But I just, the way I am with the refs, if I feel like the Suns get away with things too, and uh, maybe a few things here or there, then I'm like, okay, it's kind of just, it's kind of even. It's kind of like the rest are just letting them both play. So I can't really say like, oh, they just were heavy on the Lakers side, except for that one play at the end. That was just excruciating. I mean, is this like the second time this happened this year in the past couple seasons where there's been a timeout called from like another player when the ball, when the other guy does not have possession? I feel like this happened before and the Suns got screwed in the same exact way. I don't remember who it was, but I swear this happened. And when as soon as they blew that whistle, I was like, wait, the Suns, I think they fouled. I, that was a foul on Reeves. But no, it was a timeout. If anything, it was a foul, maybe. But it wasn't a fucking timeout. I just, I can't believe that happened. And LeBron has the ball. They have one more timeout. They moved the ball to the half court or to the um, to the front court. So it worked out for the Lakers in that way. But the Suns, man, they have, they have some issues. Like in the first half, you just think like these are the Suns in the playoffs when it comes to big games and closeout games where they just turn the ball over. Booker's not there. You have the other superstar in KD that's just not there. Obviously, they come through in the second half. But that first half was just like, dude, this is like exactly like every playoff game we've seen when it's like all every line. like every elimination game. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> you know, every elimination game, the Suns are stumbling, bumbling. And I'll get to that. But one other thing, you know, you mentioned Cam Reddish and the way that he raked uh, Devin Booker and pretty much, you know, he went for the ball and then he just kind of got him in a headlock down. No review. And also late in the game, did you see the slow-mo of him hacking the shit out of Nurk? Oh, was it Hack- LeBron on Little No. Ray? Oh, no, no. That was earlier in the game. Okay. But no, uh, Cam Reddish, Nurk's going down. Oh, elbow. And and as he's coming through, he's getting ready to pass it to Grayson Allen. And he just slaps both of his hands. And the ball like comes out. Grayson Allen kind of has to grab the ball back here versus where he's going to get it. Goes up for a layup, uh, gets blocked out of bounds. And they showed the replay. Uh, and it was clear. I mean, Ham, Hacker Reddish, he just, he fucking chopped. He chopped it. And Nurk's sitting there like, come on, man. No. The play before it. LeBron James is going down and he throws an elbow up and, and you know, Nurk catches it. I mean, Nurk got the shit kicked Three out elbows. Elbowed, yeah, Twice elbowed by Reddish. Yeah, and once it? by LeBron in the face. He got hit in his little Nurk by LeBron uh, yeah. early in the game. I mean. Grabbed. I think he actually got groped. Yeah. yeah it was a, I think, it was, he spent a little, like, maybe a little less than a second down there in the privates just to test he, it out. He was hanging See out what's going a little bit. There, dude. <laughs> he's, he's, he asked him to turn his head and cough. It was just, <laughs> uh, yeah, it was just, it was a very strangely officiated game at the back end. And I know that uh, I'll get some shit because I wrote that piece for Brightside and I pretty much just in the title, I said, fuck it. I'm just going to, I'm not giving the Lakers the credit that they deserve. And I will say this, the Lakers deserve a lot of credit in this game. The way that they played defensively was insane. They're long. They recover on their closeouts unbelievably fast. They've got great weak side defense. I was impressed with the Lakers in this game. I wasn't impressed with the officiating. I was impressed with L.A. in this game. Watching LeBron James do what LeBron James does, right? Ends with 31 points, 12 of 25 from the field, but he had... 15 of those in the fourth quarter. So much akin to games that we had against the Lakers earlier in the season. He just lays in wait until the fourth comes. And that's when he steps it up 
ends with 31, 11 assists, uh, eight total rebounds. Also had five steals because I think the Suns thought he was on their team. And they just kept throwing him the ball. Uh, Jared Vanderbilt was back and looks, again, like Jared I mean, he was he was frustrating for Kevin Durant. Tarian Prince was frustrating for Devin Booker and forced him into a lot of tough situations. So I really give a lot of credit to the Lakers in this one. They're a team that I asked prior to the season if they were overrated. Uh, they're not overrated when they play the, the Suns. They are a quality matchup for the Suns. Uh, I've watched them play other games, and I do think that their lack of uh, role players is going to be an issue for them throughout this season. But the way that they play defense, especially against Phoenix, the final scores in the three games that we've played them, I think the last time we played them, I think the final score was like 121 to 118. It was a higher scoring game. But prior to that, it was 100 to 95. And tonight it's 106 to 103. We have a potent offense, and they their defense can shut us down, man. Yeah, and when Anthony Davis wants to get up and play, like 27 points, he was 10 to 26. I think he tweaked his ankle towards the end of the game, but he had to two blocks, and he had the 15 rebounds, nine offensive rebounds. That's insane. But even when you have LeBron down there, dude, he's the same size as like three of our guys with Nurk and Little and KD. Like he's the same size <laughs> combined. He can eat all those dudes. Um, But he was just a menace too on the offensive rebounds. Uh, well, he had three and then he had eight total rebounds, but 11 assists from LeBron. The thing is, is like if it's one game and they have to get up for it, they definitely can, right? If they can keep yep. this going against the Pelicans, who look actually really good, it'd be kind of surprising. Um, I, I don't know, man. I think that um, book in these games, uh, it, it's kind of tough because the only way I can describe it is, and we'll probably talk about him, obviously, but he's kind of a like a stubby superstar. You know what I mean? Where he just, this length and this, the size just bothers him so much. The only way he can actually hit his 40 points and stuff is to hit those crazy shots, which he couldn't get those to go down tonight. Big Dick Booker. There's no two ways about it. You hit the nail on the head, Matthew. This was a rough game from Devin Booker. Six of 16 from the field. Only one of one from beyond the arc ends with 11 rebounds, ends with six assists, ends with 21 points, but he has five personal fouls. Again, questionable officiating, but also bad decisions by him. Seven total turnovers yeah. for Devin Booker, six assists, seven turnovers, more turnovers than field goals made. This was a bad Devin Booker game, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, Frank Vogel said prior to the game that he was fully healthy that he was ready to go. There was no restrictions. He'd be fine. And he stunk it up. And I think part of that, to your point, is how you said a sub, a stubby superstar. He is a smaller guy relative to when you're playing <laughs> the Lakers and they have Jared Vanderbilt, uh, who's somebody in their subreddit called Vandalorian, which I fucking love that nickname because he's Vando, you know, Vanderbilt, Vando, Vandalorian. Jared Vanderbilt, Torian Prince, LeBron James, uh, up and down their lineup, they have length and physicality. Cam Reddish, Ca you know, Cam Reddish, who had was 0-4 from the field, uh, had four personal fouls, but they have length and physicality. Okay. Uh, John Tran, the Suns committed the most turnovers in one quarter in the history of the in-season tournament. <laughs> They had, they had 10 turnovers. They had 10 turnovers yeah. in the first quarter. They had nine made field goals. 
Okay, but Devin Booker was a part of that. He, he led that. He was discombobulated all night because of what the defense was throwing at him. He couldn't get around the long. What makes Devin Booker successful as a basketball player is he possesses a level of quickness that when you put an average or even an above average defender on him, he can get around them. He can juke them enough. He can get them on their heels for that split second, and he can explode by them, get to his spot, elevate, and score. But against the Lakers, due to their length and athleticism and their physicality, if he's trying to get around that corner, he's going to get bumped, and it's going to take him off his spot. If he's trying to get around that corner, their length is going to negate that. He was not getting to his spots all night. All night, you saw him getting close to his spots, and he'd get there, and he'd be like, ah, shit, and he'd have to take a weird fading away, out-of-bounds, 17-footer that bricked. And that was the story of the game. Devin Booker, had he shown up in any capacity, the Suns win this game, Matthew. Yeah, you were kind of waiting for him to show up and hit the big shots, but he just never came through. Um, I think when I first turned on the game, it was a little late getting here, but sat down, turned it on, and, you know, Booker just looked amazing to start the game. He did. He had two turnovers, but for some reason, I was just like, dude, this guy's just like playing at an elite level right now, moving the ball and just getting his shot. But then it just ended there after six minutes to start the game. He just never could get it back. And it's just, it's a weird thing to watch Booker against these other guys because. I started to compare him against like guys like I texted you last night. I'm like, fuck Halliburton. I'm so pissed that guy's <laughs> on our team. And I'm just so pissed he's probably gonna win a championship for Booker. And I just say I say those things because of games like this where it just scares me because he is a little bit on the unathletic side of things where he just can't be that guy at times. All right. So if you're gonna compare like who's gonna get up for these games between the Lakers and the Suns with their two superstars each. I mean, do you, you take LeBron over KD, right? In games like this, I just, I, I would. KD was fucking great. Obviously, we'll talk about him. But the way that LeBron could just control the games and just hit shots like KD, but also get to the rim, draw fouls, and move the ball around, he's he. I think he's a notch better than what KD is. Then Booker has to be next. And I'm not saying they play the same position, but if Booker, is he over AD? I just don't know. When AD plays like this, which is it's good a different, enough. It's a different kind of player. It, and- it is. It's. It's just, it's not enough. That's why the Beal thing comes in. And if Beal can come in and be healthy and be that guy next to book, that'll kind of even things out. But well, course- it'll create spacing. But again, credit to the Lakers because their spacing on defense was fucking excellent tonight. And that's where, as I was watching this game, I was thinking the same thing. I'm like, well, if Beal's out there, the spacing is still going to be really good for this team. Because uh, we did see Beal and KD play against... Uh, them in the first i think it was the first ist game early december or early november is like yeah that was the first ist game was against the lakers the one where i was at and they ended up losing uh beal played that game and it was the same thing like their their ability to close defensively even if you have all three of them out there it's going to be tough like i got to see it now we're still going to get two more games against the lakers this year we are scheduled to do four games against the Lakers, but due to the in-season tournament, we had to play them five, which is not normal. You typically play your your division foes, I believe it's four times, and then three is going to be uh, your Pacific, or I'm sorry, your Western Conference foes, and then two is what you play your Eastern Conference foes. Uh, but what we saw from their length and defensive, it really, it really tripped up Booker. And to your point, if you get into those elimination type games, yeah, these are uh, their their sheer size and athleticism and physicality, especially when the officials are allowing them to play like that, is going to affect the game the way that it did. One thing that I got to say is I hate when I'm right. 
Okay. I had to write the recap for Bright Side of the Sun. Again, if you haven't, head over to Bright Side of the Sun and leave a comment on my newest article talking about how we got robbed. Uh, and I ask at the very end of the article, I think one of my last lines is like, I wonder if the officials are going to get any of that 500K that the Lakers are going to win in Vegas. <laughs> They're going to fucking. It's true. Yeah, a little share here. They're buying. Give them uh, what they can just go eat, you know, have a buffet. Go eat the buffet. Yeah. That's like 50 have... bucks there. There you go. Seriously, go to the Harris Buffet yeah. officials on us. Like get all eat. the. All the crab legs that you want. Uh, but in the the game preview for this one, there's two things that I say. You know, we always talk about what are the keys to Suns' victory? I go, Nurk has to negate <laughs> Anthony Davis, and the Suns can't turn the ball over. And I go, I know this isn't great in-depth analysis, but when we talk about the Los Angeles Lakers, due to their length and size, if you allow them to, to get to just to do what they want on the interior, you're going to get you're going to pay for it. You're going to pay for it. Second chance points, 19 points for the Lakers tonight to the Suns 10. Uh and then as we mentioned before, total turnovers by the Phoenix Suns, they ended up having 22 tonight which led to 25 points by the Lakers. Just unacceptable. And the two things that I said the Suns need to negate and they'll win are the two reasons why they lost this game, Matthew. Yeah, I totally agree. And just really quick before moving on, D-Wig 24 says KD is better than LeBron right now. I understand, yeah, his season, he's been Offensively better. Offensively, he is. Yeah, like all season long. Defensively, he's been playing pretty good too. But I'm just yeah. saying one game where you just like, you need everyone to step up. LeBron at his peak right now at this age, like he he's better than a lot of these dudes. He's still a top 10 guy. Um, I hate to like crush on him, you know, like I sometimes do. Oh, you, you guys do. Are so pissed a little well, bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> let's, let's crush on Durant a little let's bit. Let's do it a little bit. Who the heck are you? I'm Kevin Durant. You know who I am. I know who I am. Did anybody see a sniper? Did anybody see anything? I'm one of the best players to ever played a game. 39 points for Kevin, or 39 minutes for Kevin Durant tonight. He had 31 points on 12 of 17 shooting, including four of seven from beyond the arc, seven rebounds, four assists, one block, five turnovers, five personal fouls for Kevin Durant. Uh, so if you, you're saying if it came down to one game and you had to choose between Kevin Durant and LeBron James, you take LeBron James. Yeah. Okay. Now's your chance right to now. kiss some Katie ass. All right, Katie, I'm sorry, but it's just by a smidge. I was thinking that before the game was even over. I just was like, dude, LeBron, the way oh, he's playing right now. Well, then it's allowed. Okay. Well, I'm not going to talk about LeBron anymore. All right. Just throw that away. Um, KD acts murdered all game. He just, he gets murdered, but I love his effort tonight, man. Like him being on the floor so much, his ankle, he hurt his knee. He hurt. He still goes at it. Like this was a playoff game, which is just, it's so awesome to see because you worry about those things in the beginning of the season. Like, can he live up to like the old KD in situations like this and he can i know he airballed the three at the end but there was like three seconds left you just got to get it up and i kind of thought it might go in the way he was shooting threes tonight dude yeah. those daggers he was hitting was insane like insane. he was stepping into him and uh booker hit that one that was kind of katie ish too copycat just a little <laughs> bit but um he had like a snarl in his game in the third right he had like just that attitude it wasn't just the threes talking shit to cam reddish cam reddish was talking to booker a little bit he steps in between. He's like, what are you talking about, dude? What, what's going on? Like, why are you even talking to Booker right now? So there's just this attitude that he brings to the, to the team that they much, they need it. They definitely do. But in the first half, it just wasn't there. But it wasn't really there for the whole team. But he came out 
And he led by example. He led by talking shit. He led because I was worried. I'm like, is this team just soft in the first half? We need that guy to step up and talk to their team and just dunk the ball and transition, you know, just throw it down. He had a couple of those. And that was it. I was like, okay, I've seen enough. You know what I mean? I know it doesn't matter. It's not a playoff game at all. But in big games like this, like I know you can count on KD, but in a Suns uniform, sometimes you just want to check it out because things happen when players come to Phoenix, right? It doesn't always live up to expectations, but dude, tonight he just lived up to the highest expectations. And I, I'm very happy that he's obviously a son, but in big games, you'll know he's going to step up in these situations. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. Yeah, I mean, seeing him hit those dagger threes, as you mentioned, was just, uh, it was something different, man. I mean, it's just, knowing that you have that security blanket exists on your team, you always feel, obviously, like you're you're in the game. Obviously, the challenge is he needs somebody else, again, to step up next to him, again, and Devin Booker didn't do it tonight. I mean, Dan Booker had the same amount of points as Grayson Allen, who we'll talk about here in a second, but you know, it's uh, man, he gets hacked a lot. Yeah, man, he gets bad. hacked a lot. It's bad, dude. They send doubles at him and they just swipe, 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 swipe. And it's just, I don't know why he doesn't get the call consistently. I mean, you look at it and he ended up having a total of four free throws tonight Four. I just don't get that. Because they're throwing doubles at him and they're purposely being as physical as possible. And he's long. And like when when Katie takes the ball and does this and brings it close to his body and his elbows are out, you know they're going through his elbows to swipe at the ball. Yeah. And no, nobody's giving him that call. It just I find that interesting, I guess is the best way to put it. Uh, but he had a fantastic game. And he was joined uh, by the guy who, who really got us back in the, into the game. That's Grayson Allen. Hi, Barbie. Oh, Grayson, Grayson Allen, our fuck shit up guy. I mean, he was six of 14 from the field, so he he only had two less shot attempts than Devin Booker, but he was four of eight from beyond the arc, 21 points, couple steals, couple assists, no turnovers for Grayson Allen tonight, Matthew. Zero. Perfect. Yeah, and the eight attempts is nice, too, because they kept going back to him. When he was hot, they kept going back to him. Um, I was gonna, I was comparing, like, did he have as many as Austin Reeves? I'm like, he better have more three-point three attempts than Austin Reeves. And he was tied with eight. But um, maybe it should have been more because this guy just held our hand basically through the first half, like just hitting those three, started out three for three from three. I, wait, was that in the third when he was three for three? Uh, yeah, this game was a blur. It wasn't well, the third, huh? So, so he was our leading scorer after the first two quarters. Ten points for Grayson Allen led all Phoenix Suns scores, and then he comes out. The Suns are down twelve, and they put a 10-0 run on the Lakers. And eight of those points came from Grayson Allen. 
uh, two of them from the free throw line and two of them were three point shots. The Suns ultimately had a 14 0 run to take a two point lead, but he was just fantastic in that third quarter. Uh, and definitely, definitely got, got a lot of uh, Lakers fans pissed off because they're like, are you kidding me with this guy? It's fucking Grayson Allen's the one who's cooking us right now. You, yeah. you, you can't be serious. Yeah. And then um, also, also no defense. I think he's talking about Grayson Allen. You know, when, when it's LeBron and AD run the pick and roll against you and Nurk or you and Eubanks, it looks pretty bad if you're finishing on Allen. But what's he going to do? Right. He does his best. <laughs> exactly. I mean, he's not going to be that lockdown defender. No. Uh, you that have him in really. there. You have him in there, especially when Bradley Beal's back. And we will talk about him momentarily. But when Bradley Beal's back, he's going to re- uh, take over his normal role on the bench and come in and do just that. He's going to hit some of those three-pointers, and it's going to be unbelievably valuable to have that for the Phoenix Suns because that's kind of what they're missing right now is a consistent three-point shooter off the bench who's coming in and hitting three three-pointers, right? So I think that in time, when his role someday hopefully is reset, it's really going to be a valuable asset for the team. One guy who's... I don't know what happened. I don't know what happened to Drew Eubanks. And like, I don't know if I want to play his drop. Do do the you know what thing. I'm saying? Because like, I, I'm starting to feel. Uh, well, I'm start. I'm starting to think if he's if he's at that point where we've jinxed him as podcasters for because of the love uh, that that we've given him, and I think that it, it potentially has taken him out of his game. He's no longer as physical. He did get a dunk in tonight, but he's no longer as physical. He's no longer as effective. Part of me thinks that it's our fault, and it's your fault primarily, Matthew, because you're the one who loved him the most. Okay? <laughs> I'll say that. Yeah. But the other part of me thinks that he's he might have he slipped into a dark place, and that's the Shamit zone. You're traveling through another dimension, a dimension not only of bricks and of boards, but of mind. A journey into a wondrous land whose boundaries are that of stagnation. That's a signpost up ahead. Your next stop, the Shamit Zone. <laughs> yeah, I was like, good distraction, man. You're trying to like maneuver things, upload it. I'm like, do it. I didn't see the drop, and there it is. And I put that in my notes. He's in the Shamit Zone. So you agree, huh? Yeah, I saved it as a movie file. I have to up to MP4. So while I was talking the whole time, I was saving that as an MP4, trying to. But stagnation is the key word there. He's a stagnant player right now. Uh, Drew Eubanks, 18 minutes, six points, two rebounds. 18 minutes, two rebounds, zero blocks, three turnovers, two fouls. Team worst, negative 16. He's in the Shamit zone, man. Uh, and and who here knows what the Shamit Zone is? Matthew, can you explain the Shamit Zone? Oh, it's a place you don't want to be in, man. Because once Facts. you're in there, you can't get out. You're you're stuck there. Uh, everyone knows Shamit last year, how he played. We had hopes, but no, he's in the Shamit Zone, stuck in mud, basically. And Eubanks is that guy right now. I just I think when he comes out, dude, he is highly motivated. You can see the energy, but he has a Shamit look on his face, face like, oh shit. Like when I'm doing the pop on myself, someone's like, oh my God, what the fuck? Where's that drop at? That's the way he looks. And he looks like he's taking a shit out there sometimes. Uh, but I'm, I'm okay. I'm done shitting on him. Um, but yeah, he is. He is for sure because it's been a stretch of like what, six or seven games where That's he comes right. out and he can't really match the, the, the guy or the, the other opposing backup center. 
He just can't do that. Even though Hayes, their backup center, is basically trying to injure Booker and KD yeah, the whole game. Yeah, fuck Hayes. Fuck the Why is he in the league anymore? All right, at least we don't have that guy. But we need him back, man. Because Nurk is just—he's been consistent. I know people said he was like shit tonight, but I thought Nurk was fine tonight. He played his ass off. Eubanks, you don't notice him. He's falling away from every kind of collision down on the court, down in the paint. Like he just—he's not able to tip those balls out to try to grab them and. Force himself in there, man. He's just totally falling away from any kind of contact, I feel like. Now, I will say that I wrote a piece for Brightside saying how Yuta Watanabe's in the Shamit zone. That's clear. He didn't play tonight. And and I said it in the piece that I was being facetious. And obviously, when we talk about the Shamit zone, you have to understand that Landry Shamit got paid $9.5 million to play for the Suns. Drew Eubanks, Yuta Watanabe, they're veteran minimum players. So I get that. So if anybody's watching along live or listening later or watching later, like it's more of a facetious comment, but it's it's meant more to be a nod to players who are stuck in their own minds. Their confidence is gone. Yuta Watanabe's confidence is gone. I'm not seeing the confident Drew Eubanks that we saw for the first eh, 15 games of the season. He was a confident player. He was explosive. Does he have his physical limitations? Absolutely. But he also has... Uh, athletic ability and a desire to go through motherfuckers. And that desire is no longer there. I don't know what it is. It's like he got in the Shamit zone. And he just can't get out. He's stuck. He, he, he can't get out. Another guy who who's, you know, again, great game, bad game, great game. Where the fuck is he? Great game. Decent game. I don't know where he's at. Oh, there he is. Oh, now he's back. I can't find his fucking thing. Where's his trunk? Where's his trunk? <laughs> oh, I'm so tired. Uh, from Indiana University. It was Josh Kogi. I guess it applies to both. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I just thought because he had an off game, but yeah. No, go yeah, ahead, Josh Kogi. Yeah, I mean, Gordon only had seven points. Uh, but Kogi played only nine minutes, had zero points, had one steal, one rebound. That was it. Like he was very ineffective, but I think that's just a matter of the matchup. I think they're too big, too physical for him. So, uh, and the same thing with, with Eric Gordon, the ups, the downs, and we get it. Like not every player is going to go out there and score fucking 40 points a night. Like they're just not. Um, but what you want is some, is some consistent production. Um, and I'm with the Aussie Suns fan podcast, Josh, put the fucking mask back on. Master Kogi is a madman, dude. Isn't Goodwin? Doesn't he have the mask on still, or no? No, no he doesn't anymore. He took My it bad. off. Sub-Zero. No, there was who? Uh, who was it on the Lakers that had it? Was it um? Who tonight? was it? Yeah, yeah. There's a Lakers player that had a mask on tonight. I forget. Oh, who it was. oh, it, it was uh, was it Rui? Yeah, Hachim- Rui. Yeah, 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 yeah. Rui Hachimura has yeah. a has a fractured nose or something right now. Oh, okay, okay. Um. Yeah, but um, Akogi, I actually put in my notes when he came out in the first. Um, I thought he actually hustled pretty hard. Had um, a fast break, led to a positive play, and then he had back-to-back plays that led to like a Kevin Durant foul and then a three-point shot made by somebody. I don't know, someone on the Suns. So those are my little notes on Akogi, and he didn't play the rest of the game. Like he said, due to size. But um, I want to say, too, like Goodwin, man, he's been playing pretty good with KD. Like I feel like he's been pretty pretty good running those pick and rolls with him fighting through defenders um really trying to get back up to the key to hit that pick and roll with kd doesn't always work out but he's handling the ball very very well i like that let's give him his drop where's my dog jordan dog wins 
That's my dog. You're 100% right, man. Jordan Goodwin has been playing fantastic. 15 minutes yeah. tonight, he was 3-6 from the field, 7 points, had an assist, had 6 rebounds. Uh, big yeah, rebounds. He, on big that, rebounds? That he, run they had? He gives you quality minutes consistently. That's all you're asking for is quality, consistent minutes. And that's something that we're lacking from some players on our bench. And when I read the subreddit stakeout and I, I see that the, the Lakers fans are just calling our bench trash and then they go out there and – uh, combined for 12, 14, 20 total points, uh, whereas Austin Reeves had 20 points by himself coming off their bench, they're not necessarily wrong. It's the lack of consistency that we're getting. And I don't want to sit there and talk about how it's, well, once the rotations are right, if Beal comes back, then everyone will fall. No, because some, then somebody else will get hurt. Like, you need consistent output from players. And we've talked about it how, like, three weeks ago, it was Drew Eubanks. Two weeks ago, it was like, Nasir Little, right, who played 14 minutes tonight, had five points, hit a three, had two assists, had two rebounds. Uh, Jordan Goodwin is the only consistent player coming off the bench who's given quality minutes. And quality doesn't mean stat stuff, and quality means quality minutes. If you watch basketball, you know what the fuck that means. Um, and you need, like, another guy. And, yeah, maybe when the rotations reset and that becomes Gordon and that becomes – Grayson Allen, that does happen, but you just can't rely on that. We're going to have to rely on Gordon and Grayson coming off the bench and staying as starters uh, until injuries are no longer a thing. And that's going to be all damn season, man. This is the way it goes. Yeah. Especially these physical games. I don't know if a game will be this physical, of course, going forward, but the Suns are just so fragile. I feel like, and I don't think they're fragile, like, oh, like going hard to the rim, that's a hard foul. You're injured. But there's always these plays with guys like Hayes in both instances, like fall on Booker's leg and kind of grab him, pull him back. Yeah. And like hyper extends his knee or something. <laughs> Sorry. I had, a, I had a little choke there. Choke oh, my... I didn't hear it. Um, yeah, <laughs> you yeah, muted yeah. like a pro. I, I muted, so it was pretty good. Um, You've done so, this podcasting thing before. So this, the Suns, when they get into situations where they have to play physical and match up against big teams like the Lakers, I always get worried about the injuries because games like this, there's always an injury that comes along with it. I'm not trying to jinx them or anything, but every time we play these big games and it's like guys are on the floor, you see even KD holding his knee, holding his ankle, limping around. Things always happen to the Suns in these kind of games, I feel like. They can't escape it. And then if they were going to win this game, if they did and they played the Pelicans – that team's almost even bigger and even longer. So that would have been even more of a pain in the ass. So maybe it's good. They didn't go to the in-season tournament and ah, I'm not going to do that. I wish we were in it. <laughs> Me too. I really wish. I know. I really it. wanted to play again. Uh, well, I think it's that time. Let's talk about what's going on in the subreddit for the Lakers. The sun's jam session subreddit stakeout. So I was there in the city of angels, watching, listening, waiting, hanging out in the darkness, listening for Lakers fans and what they had to say about the Phoenix Suns. And here is what they had to say on the Lakers subreddit. And the first comment was, the Batman did extra prep for this game. <laughs> and it was a video link of LeBron James shooting while the Lakers girls were practicing midday. 
and they called him Le Batman, and I liked it. Who I, called up, him that? I, I upvoted that one. Who called him Le Batman? Uh, like some, guy, some guy named Red Car Newsboy on Reddit. Oh, okay. <laughs> <clears throat> Is Braun friends with Nurkic? No idea where that comment came from, but somebody, somebody asked that Probably because he grabbed his dick, dude. Pro- probably. <laughs> like good friends. He's just like, hey, yeah. man, <laughs> turn your head and cough. <clears throat> Nurkic is an oversized traffic cone. To, to which somebody responded, he falls over way more than a traffic cone. <laughs> Devin Booker has the most punchable face. It's like, dude, you guys, like, LeBron James hates Dylan Brooks. Have you not seen his face? Come on, Lakers fans, you're better than that. You know that Dylan Brooks has a much more punchable face. Although, if you don't want to get zit juice on your face, I understand. Booker (laughs) talks so much bullshit for someone that hasn't won shit. And they went on and on about how they fucking hate Devin Booker. Uh, I hate that Ted Cruz-looking motherfucker. (laughs) Always. Always, I see him all the time. I don't always include him, but they're yeah. always there. It's always there, and I didn't spend too much time there because again, I was writing the recap mm-hmm. for Bright Side of the Sun. Uh, but the final comment that I did for uh, capture from the subreddit stakeout: Grayson Allen looks like my lesbian aunt. <laughs> <laughs> The Sun's Jam Session subreddit stakeout. I think that's why he's trying to grow out the beard now. Because remember when Book was in that lesbian phase where everyone said he looked like a lesbian? Now he doesn't because he has a beard. So Grayson Allen's got to get that beard. He got a beard. And that's that's nice. Uh, Jam's turn. Jam star of the game. Hit the thumbs up button, Jamsters. We didn't lose tonight. We grabbed some scotchy scotch scotch, put on a Batman mask, and entertained you. <laughs> so hit the like button or whatever. Uh, who are you giving the Suns Jam Star to, Matthew? I'll give it to Grayson Allen. Who'd you get? Who, who'd you give it to last game? By the way, um, I didn't. I didn't track did that. I give it to? Was it Booker? I think I gave it to Booker. That sounds right. He had 34 points. So I just got to make sure I track that appropriately. That was. uh, Yeah, he had like almost triple double. I think he had 34, 10, and 7. Yeah. Then we went Nurk on this. Uh, Yeah, I'm giving it to GA too. Grayson Allen, um, he just, he was the fire starter. I kind of wish that, you know, this is one of those, those weird statements that makes sense if, if you, if you don't make sense. When it comes down to the back end of the game and the Suns are looking for somebody to hit one of those clutch shots, it's KD or Book every time. Like, it would be nice if it was Grayson Allen in this case. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, Devin Booker's dribbling into double teams. And, and uh, I mean, Grayson Allen, he really played well in this game. And I feel like he could have kept it going and he could have ended with 30-something points. But, you know, it's just kind of the way it goes. So... Let's see. El Sol gives it to the refs. <laughs> Prescott Mark gives it to Grayson. Uh, Gamby gives it to KD. Um, 
Let's see. Go get Bull Bull. Fuck Bull Bull. Uh, Michael Kolb gives it to GA. Refs for sure from Gamby. Uh, GM star of the game. Turnovers from Freddie Miramon. Uh, Beal from Jam. Which is a good segue, I guess. It's time to talk a little bit about Bradley Beal. She said you're not the only one, but you're the best Bradley Beal. Beal. Sham Sharani reported today. Frank Vogel mentioned it as well. Said that Beal's ramping up, and there was some pregame footage of him doing some workouts. Ramping up could be the next 10 games, uh, or 10 days, I'm sorry, in which we could actually see Bradley Beal play as a member of the Phoenix Suns. So I have two questions for you, Matthew. My first question is, how does that news hit your ear? Yes! No, I'm just kidding. Um, Whoa. <laughs> It's cool. I love it though. Ten days. Oh man, Beal will be back, and we'll be watching before Christmas. The big three, all together. All right, I'm gonna manifest it. It's gonna happen. Yeah. My second question <laughs> is, who gets hurt between now and then? Oh, week? see, I didn't. That's what I was about to say, <laughs> but I just didn't say it. Kevin Durant um, twisted his ankle Beal tonight. Does. He was limping off the court. Yeah, Devin Booker, Devin Booker's uh, ankle got rolled up. Both of those plays happened with Jackson Hayes as a defender, which I noted. Needs to be out of the league. Um, Do we see the big three, or is this just okay? Tag Beals it for the next twenty games. Yeah, we see him. All three. I think I don't know what else to say. I'm just like, it's it's a weird feeling with Beal because his team's been playing so good with Booker and KD. Um, except for the turnovers at times, like tonight. Um, and then you're just like, ah, oh, Beal, doesn't matter. What is that? It's a red light thingy. I'm playing that... with a red light thingy. Oh, you're trying to blind me, dude? Oh, yeah. Getting a migraine. I got a migraine now. <laughs> now I'm out, dude. You're welcome. Now I'm out sick. Now I'm out injured. Um, what are your what are your thoughts, John? I'm rather be are you excited? Are you excited? Like, I'm excited, kind of. I just don't know what to expect. I'm just trying not to think about it until it actually happens. When it comes to Bradley Beal, I'm afraid. I'm afraid to get hurt again. I, I'm afraid to get all excited, just like we did in that game in which they mentioned that the 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 big three would debut, right? Were we both at that game? We were. Yeah. So we were both sitting there. Uh, I was sitting courtside when I got the notification that like, 10 minutes before the game is like, oh, by the way, Bradley Beal's not going to be playing. I want it to happen. We need it to happen, clearly. But will it? I hope so. Fuck. It's just know. like it's just like I'm afraid to get hurt again. It's kind of like what was I thinking of earlier? It's kind of like uh my best friend's wedding. No, I don't know. No, um, what it's like is like so um I'm just going to say this. Okay. So I left my hey. old job. Huh? I said, go so ahead I left, say it. I got a new job and uh Congratulations. There, was a girl, there was a girl I liked at my old job and I asked her, I got her phone number, right? Um set up a date kind of and she's like, "Um oh, I'm, I'm I'm busy this last weekend. All right, well, what about this Friday? Well, I'm busy this Friday. Are you busy during the next week? I'm like, eh. It's like, ah, am I excited anymore? Do I even care? It's like you took a couple shots. You got shot down a couple times, so you no longer yeah, care but it's a like, little bit. But she's like, well, I really, you know, I want to next week, but it's just busy, right? So I'm still going to try, but if I if it doesn't happen, then oh, well. I think that's a good way to put it. It's like lowered expectations, right? Like, I've been so excited, and maybe this is the weird psyche of a Phoenix Suns fan that you're seeing play out before you. And maybe some of you who are watching or listening 
uh, feel the same where you were so excited all summer long. It's 118 degrees outside and you're like, when it's December, we'll be watching the big three. And then the season starts and we've had this tumultuous beginning of the season where Devin Booker couldn't play right away, but Bradley Beal could, or vice versa. Bradley Beal couldn't play right away, but Devin Booker could. And then it was like, tag, you're it. Then it was like, tag, you're it. And then like KD's out of game, two games. And we're at this point where it's like, (laughs) just, I've had these, the, like, you get so excited and then it's a come down. You get so excited and then it's a come down. You get so excited and then it's a come down to where the point it's like, yeah, I'll fucking believe it when I see it. Like I want it, obviously. I can't wait, yeah. obviously, but I'm not gonna sit around and be like, dude, here we go. This is the time. Like, let me see it on the court and let me see it for like five games. Let me get yeah, five, five games to this. Like- and then I'm like, okay, now I'm starting to actually see what this is and what this uh uh is gonna come to fruition, you know, because we just we don't, yeah, Freddie Miramon. Bradley Heal is like dry humping your crush. It's just, you know, yeah. Uh, Nazi uh, Suns fan says, Book and Durant won't play against Sacramento. Get ready for it. I could totally see that being true. On Friday, they might just be like, Is it Friday? It's Friday. Oh, because in season, they're okay. Because they want all eyes on in season tournament on Thursday. Yes. Oh, and then okay. regular well, basketball on, on Friday. Anyways, so there you go. So we'll see. Again, we'll see. That's where I'm at as, as, a, as a Suns fan. When I'm, ready and willing to have it happen i'll get hurt again it's just what happens when you're a Suns fan so it's tough but um you know what i like the five games i'll raise you 10 games because i think that's going to take that that amount of time by 10 games it'll be out of my mind feels injury i won't even think about his past or anything it'll be 10 games and then playing together i'll be okay let's let's play some ball dude i'm with you yeah just want to see it i'll see it when i see it though so Anything else you want to talk about before we get out of here? No, um, I take back everything I said. The Suns could have just won without one or two turnovers. Seriously, I mean that's what and that's the unfortunate thing. It's like every the, the majority of the losses that you go through for the Suns. It's like we were one turnover away here. That's the story of the Lakers. Like the Lakers are three and zero on us, and we could have won every one of those games. Yeah. It's just. You know, I feel like the Lakers did when they played the Nuggets in the Western Conference Finals last year and were swept. They're like, yeah, but we were in every game. Like, that's how we feel when we're playing them during the regular season. So mm-hmm. uh, quick, funny story that I had for you uh, with three minutes left. So I had to I'm, I'm putting on a shirt like a dress shirt today. Right. Uh, that I'm going to put a tie on. OK, I have a meeting that I'm going to go to. And uh, it's the Mormon church. I'm going to learn how to door knock. And in order to do so, you have to have like a a tie on. And I realized that I have a fat neck. I was like, where's the story going? (laughs) (laughs) So, you know, you have to button up the top button in order to put a tie on. And like, I don't normally, I wear polo shirts to work, right? Uh, I never wear a tie. And but like tomorrow I'm going to wear a tie. So I was like, I got to put on a nice shirt. Let me, and like, I remember the last time I had to put on a shirt with a tie, uh, how I just had a hell of a time tying the final thing. I'm just like, God damn. It's like a funeral last year. I was like, motherfucking God. And so I I got a cord and I measured it. And like all my shirts are 17 and a half circumference around the neck. Uh And I'm like an 18. (laughs) Oh no. I'm like, so now I'm just walking around the house singing songs about how i have a fat neck to any kind of song i could think of. like did you get another shirt yeah i went to kohl's and bought a shirt and i oh, ironed okay, it okay. during the game and you know i had my tie all tied and ready you know so well, you did like, it during the game you said yeah you know me i like to iron 
Oh, okay. I think you went to you went to Coles during the game. Oh, hell no! I had to cover the game for Brightside, but I like I got uh, home from work. I haven't. Relaxed. I know, but that's that's the thing is like when you're working in the games and you have to actually have do things like when you're for your personal life and whatever you're doing with your suit. Um, you got to kind of cut into sun's time a little bit. Sometimes it has yeah. to happen. So. No, I, it was a late game, so I got home from work. I went to my wife. I'm like, I got a fat neck. We got to go to Coles. Then we went to Coles, and then I got back. Then I had iron, and I had tried. Try it on, tie the tie, and like <laughs> everything's done. Then I finally get to eat dinner at like seven thirty at night, and then I have to sit down and watch the game. And of course, the game starts off just shittily, so I'm just pissed off for the first half. Yeah, the second half happens. I'm like, cool, we're back in the game. This is gonna end horribly, and it did. Uh, and that's the life of a Suns fan. It's now eleven fifty one Arizona time. I haven't relaxed all day, and now I have to go to sleep and get up and do this shit again tomorrow. Like. Just- <laughs> fucking sucks thanks no it's awesome dude i think all this is awesome um i think really quick oh i wanted to go back i have a fat neck no no uh 30 seconds so when i used to work at like edward jones i used to have to wear ties all my shirts i had no money for them either all my shirts were so small and i was fat and i couldn't even button the button so i would have my tie just all the way up and you could see that the button wasn't i was like oh i'm such a fucking wreck dude Talk about the uh, the fat, yeah. Here's the, the worst part: there, is, is I have to go to Kohl's and I'm like looking at all the shirts, and all of them are 17 and a half. I have to go over to the big and tall section. Oh, really? Like that's okay. a moment in a man's life, okay? That you've realized you're so fat that you have to go <laughs> to the big and tall. And like I'm walking there with my wife, and she's like, "Well, thing. at least they say it night." They say it nice. They're like big and tall. That's not saying fat. And I'm like, yeah, but you go there and you, the mannequins are just gargantuan human beings. <laughs> You're like, I'm like, I shouldn't be here. And I pull out a shirt and it says like 18 and a half to 19 inches. Yeah. I'm like, let me try. It. I'm like, I hold it up. I'm like, I'm not that wide. And I put it on. It's like a 2XB. I don't even know what the fuck that means. 2XB? I, 2XB. Don't know what that means. Oh. Um, I'll have to research that. But then like I put on the shirt. I'm like, I am that wide. <laughs> I need to fucking stop being. I need to stop drinking scotch with my buddies. <laughs> so, yeah. so, there you, so there you go, Jamsters. Well, good luck on your uh, with your <laughs> suit and stuff tomorrow, man. Yeah, I can't wait to learn how to knock on doors and ask people if they've heard mm-hmm. of Jesus Christ and Latter-day Saints. So <laughs> on that note, Jamsters, thanks for hanging out with us. I know that it sucks to lose to the Lakers. Uh, thankfully, it was only in a regular season game. Uh, just prepping you for... Uh, April and May and maybe hopefully some June, but we're just we're getting prepped for that. Uh, but make sure you subscribe, rate, and review. Follow me at Darth Voida on Twitter and make sure you read all my writing at brightsideofthesun.com. You can follow Matthew at Matthew Lucy. And we'll see you on Friday night after the Suns play the Sacramento Kings. Go home, love your family. Cheers, fuckers. <laughs>